Hey, welcome to Pop That Culture. Look who's back. All right. Guess who's back? Joe is ah, back. It's good to be back. Is it? You know, when you're away, you're like, oh, it's good not to be there. And then you're like, no, really? Is it? <laughs> oh, did you? I did missed you, you miss guys. Oh. I didn't miss you. I, I missed Dave. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all about Dave. You know, I miss his spooning in the morning. Mm -hmm. I miss the way the towel smell after he gets out of the shower. Smells like David. Mm, I miss it when he hangs his lingerie on the towel rack to air dry. It's, oh, it's so terrible. David, come back. Any kind of fool could see. I was wrong, and I just can't live without you. Well, now you have me. So Okay, suffer. fine. I can Deal live with, with that. That's... Deal with it. <sighs> you shared with me. We actually have a whole bunch of stories to start with about <laughs> complete jerky neighbors. But right. you shared with me. A bold move by one neighbor. Bold move. Sent out, I don't know if this was like a, like he actually physically mailed it to them or if he sent it to, he knew his neighbor's emails or Facebook. Right. But somebody took a photo of this letter and then put it out on Facebook for all to see, which is behind us. So this happened in what, Chesterfield. And so we picked up on this because it's getting semi viral on Facebook. Some guy who works from 4 a.m. to 2 p.m., mm -hmm. does that sound familiar, Sarah? It does, yeah. He might be a radio guy, uh -huh. uh, decided that he doesn't like it when his neighbors shoot fireworks past 9 p.m. So he sent out a manifesto. I won't even call it a letter. This is a manifesto. <laughs> it really is. That he sent out to his neighbor, and he basically identified himself by his work schedule, what street he lives on, which neighbors are causing the main part of the disturbance. Yes. And he also, now this is clearly an inkjet printer. So if you've been in this guy's house, <laughs> and you know that he has an HP ink something too, then... He made it really easy for the cops, right. is basically what we're saying. So in his letter, he writes about how last year he barely got any sleep because of the fireworks. And so he said, although this is not your problem that it happened last year, if it happens again this year, I don't care who had the party or lights the fireworks, I will make yours and your neighbor's lives miserable for days and months to come. And he calls a specific set of neighbors out by their address. I will take my frustrations out on the whole Dove Lane block. Mm. Look out, Dove Lane. Look well, out. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> and I will keep the retaliations lasting forever. You don't know when I'll retaliate, but it will happen. And it will happen over and over again. Nothing will be ruled out in regards to how I retaliate. So he's subtle. Right. But he basically, he lays down the law. He says, if I hear one explosion after 9 p.m. any day this week, the sun isn't even down <laughs> after 9. It's the 4th of July. That is when he will make your life on Dove Lane insanely miserable. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to mess with Eagle Court and Robin Drive. Oh, my gosh, no. What? All those trees named after birds. If anybody in a bird radius lights a firework after 9 p.m., yeah. this guy is going to make your life somehow yeah. miserable. Now, I don't know if for him he means, like, actual violence, egging mm. a house, taking your lawn furniture and rearranging it with right. your other neighbors. I don't know what he means. This is, this is insane. Um... Because this guy is willing to get in the car and drive as far as the crow flies <laughs> yes. to get to his neighbor's houses. Now, here's a couple things. He's identified. You know which guy gets up and leaves every day because you know that he comes home early. So my guess is, is that many people 
know who this guy is. So my suggestion is okay. you get a, a room, a gift card to the local you know, Motel 6 because they leave the light on for you. And you tell them to stay there for a week. And, and you put it into an envelope and you say, we know who you are. And you drop it off in his mailbox. <laughs> This is bad because he really does threaten his neighbors. Yeah, it, it and, sounds pretty... Like, when you say that you're going to make somebody's life hell for months and months to come, mm-hmm. that's a threat. That's yeah. a threat. Ah. There's, there's, no, there's no two ways around it. Now, listen, you and I were on the phone the other night trying to do some show prep, mm-hmm. and I was super annoyed with some neighbors who did have a fireworks show going about a block over mm-hmm. until around 11.30 at night. It was loud, it was annoying, but at no time did I think, you know what I need to do? I need to type up a very threatening letter right. and then leave it on their front porch the next day along with a brown bag of dog poo. Right, exactly. I, this, this letter to me, you know, because I've been on both sides of it. I've been the fireworks guy, but I've also been the, hey, I go to bed at like seven at night guy. Right. And it's, this, is, this is really, you're in America. The needs of the the many outweigh the needs of the few, or the one. And this guy is really asking for it because he really threatened his neighbors, and I'm quite sure that his neighbors know who he is. And at least, I mean, the one positive thing I can take out of this is at least his font in the letter was not Comic Sans. (laughs) This is all in, uh, what is it, Macomb County? Yeah. Yeah, where this is happening with this guy. I mean... It's a, I feel like the other shoe is going to drop in yes. this story where like these neighbors are going to take it upon themselves to uh, take this to the authorities and we're going to see this guy in the news Oh no! Soon. You know what? I think he's going to have a lot of passive-aggressive neighbors uh, secretly bond together and start their fireworks displays at like 2 in the afternoon <laughs> yes. and keep them going until like midnight. He just started the biggest right. fireworks party that <laughs> Macomb County has ever seen because Ooh. he's such a weasel. So nobody would like to have that guy as a neighbor and I don't think you would like to have this next lady as a neighbor either. I Wait, know. I thought it was you. Have you been to a Montana lately? I have not been to Montana okay. lately. No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, there was a woman who lived in an apartment complex. I'm not sure about the circumstances that led up to it. Maybe she lost her keys and she uh, was out having a night of romance with a gentleman friend mm. and then realized quickly she didn't have anything to wear the next day. Right. So she walk of shamed it topless stole an excavator, drove it across town, drove it through her apartment complex, knocked uh-huh. down a fence, crashed okay. into a car, yep. crashed into the side of the building, uh-huh. was able to lift the arm on the thing. Wait, 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 stop. So she lifted, how did she know which lever to pull? Exi- good question. So this is a woman who's done this before, clearly. Clearly! Lifted the arm, climbs up on top of it, because she put it up to her second, mm-hmm. you know, her upper floor apartment, Crawled into her apartment, yes. stole some clothing, crawled back down. Wait, is it stealing when it's her clothing? Well, I mean, she technically broke in with a... Oh, right. <laughs> with an implement. <laughs> yes. And then broke the apartment complex. <laughs> and people started hearing noises in the morning, and they were like, what the... Because this was at 8 a.m. Right. And they couldn't... They started looking outside, and then they just saw this topless woman driving an excavator through their apartment complex, barreling through... People are running to get out of their buildings because she's knocking pieces of the building down. They're afraid that something right. might collapse. Are you sure this wasn't Mount Pleasant? 
<laughs> the day after Montana, a Chippewas game. Mount Pleasant. Hmm. They're very similar. Yeah, so she was arrested. She has a couple of charges against her, and they're investigating the whole thing. She might actually end up with more charges against her with all of the uh, property damage hmm. and scaring people. Distracted and... driving. <laughs> yes. Illegal use of a bucket oh. truck. Illegal use of booze. Wait, wait, did she, when she went up in the, the thing, did she have like an eight-point safety harness on? Because then OSHA's <laughs> going to get involved, and we she, don't want that to yeah, happen. Yeah, she had no, nothing, no, nothing to keep oh. her safe. Yeah. From the top out. From the bottom down, maybe she was super safe. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. But top down. She had a, she not. was tied to the thing with a G-string. <laughs> I just, again, much like we finally did get the backstory of the guy that was hanging onto the hood of a car going seven right. miles an hour down the freeway, I would like to get the backstory on what led up to this woman mm -hmm. stealing uh, some construction yeah. equipment topless and right. literally breaking into the apartment Cause, complex. Because we literally got the front story. <laughs> we need the back I, story. <laughs> you know, we need the back story. The back home. Yeah, we need, let's call Stephen Clark because he does the back channel. Maybe he knows, <laughs> maybe he knows. I don't know. We don't know. And now we go on to Neighbors Are Jerks Part 3. Mm. And in this story, there was a little boy with his young family members who decided in the summertime, you know what, we're going to go around to our neighbors and see if anybody wants us to mow their lawn for them and right. take care of who's some weed whacking, trim the yeah. hedges, do all that sort of stuff. Why not? He's an enterprising young lad. Yeah. For a lot of kids, that's kind of one of the first little jobs that you do in mm -hmm. your neighborhood. For girls, you walk around and you ask if anybody needs a babysitter. Right. Or a pet sitter. And then for boys, I imagine that lawn it's mowing, lawn mowing, uh, newspaper yeah, route, is paper also. route. I want my two dollars. Uh, <laughs> one of the first jobs. Lemonade stand. Well, that's a that's equal to both genders usually. That's lemonade true. stands. Yes, that uh, can be little boys or little girls. Uh, mercenary work. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, you basically are sent over by the weird guy on the corner whose lawn is perfect uh, to go attack your neighbors who are shooting off fireworks after nine p.m. <laughs> Come here, kid. I'll pay you $20 if you go over there and mess with the people who are setting off fireworks. So, yeah, in Ohio, this little boy and his siblings were trying to do it. Um, and a woman was like, this is so cute. You know what? You can mow my lawn. So the kids start doing their job, and they're mowing the lawn. Mm. And then all of a sudden, a cop car shows up. And they realize that there is some sort of like a shared part of the lawn right. space where one part belongs to one home and one part belongs to another home. Right. The kids didn't realize it. They crossed the imaginary oh my line gosh. that they oh. couldn't see. Oh, the humanity. So they're mowing the part of the lawn that didn't belong to the woman oh, who had geez. hired them. So oh. the other neighbors called the cops on these little kids. Of course they did. Just mowing a lot. First of all, thank, thank you for mowing my lawn. Why would you be so upset that you would, you know, want to bring in the authorities on this one really they're just doing you a service right well i know this is really unusual for me but let me editorialize for oh, a minute Joe. i know this is a rare occurrence on pop <laughs> yes. that culture but i have to ask what happened to you open up the door and excuse me little boy i know you think you're mowing the neighbor's yard but this is really mine you're done with the lawn thank you have a good day would you like a cold oh, glass of water that makes so much yes. sense joe Talk to human beings face-to-face. -face. Exactly. Well, apparently this neighbor that called the cops likes to call the cops for a lot of things. So the Just woman who had hired the children ended up busting out her phone and filming as the cops had shown up. And here's a little piece of her video that then went viral of the whole situation. Who does that? 
They called the police for everything. They called the police because my kids was throwing snowballs. They called the police because my child was crying because he was getting a whooping. Who does that? I'm not moving unless I want to move. Who calls the police for everything? They should be glad these kids not out here breaking their car windows out. They should be glad the kids not out here stealing their cars. You called the police because the kids is out here cutting the grass and they cut the grass that wasn't a part of our grass? I don't know what part is my grass and what part is your grass. He back to talking to the police. That's the police car. Who does that, Jackie? Who calls the police because kids that's between the ages of... How old are you, baby? He's nine years old. They are walking around, cutting grass. It's two young men and two young ladies. After this nine-year-old just got killed, like, love out loud, baby. Yeah. Who does that? Jackie? I don't know who Jackie is. Right. <laughs> but this video, the parents of one of the kids ended up seeing it and put it on their Facebook. And then it became viral. And two things happened. One... Um, people started donating equipment to these kids. I love it. There were other professional landscapers in town who were like, you know what, these two, these little young enterprising kids, and so they um, gave them more equipment. And then two, the woman who was filming and had initially hired the kids who thought they were doing such a great mm. thing, um, started a GoFundMe so that the kids can have a shed to keep all their equipment in I so love that they it. can keep their little business going. You know, in this day and age, and again, I'm going to editorialize, you know, the biggest complaint of people is, oh, these kids these days, blah, 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 blah. Well, these kids are staying out of trouble, being enterprising people, and they're getting punished for it by the uptight neighbor that everyone has. Right, Dave? <laughs> I'm not saying that Dave's the uptight neighbor. No. He had an uptight neighbor. This par this person, apparently, who called the police, calls the police on kids having a snowball fight. Unbelievable. The drop of the hat, call the police neighbor, yeah. which I'm sure the police love, where they're like, oh, yeah. God. Well, I have a neighbor. The Kravitzes of calling, and we got to right. head on over. When, uh, when Jonah's sewing machine is too loud because he's sewing his Nikes at 3 in the morning, <laughs> yes. I have a lot of calls about that, but normally we hash it out. You know? Yeah, your yeah. neighbors are good about actually like, talking to you about right. it, and then right. immediately calling right. cops and or child protective it's, services. It's all about knowing your neighbor's shoe size. You get them a new pair of Nikes, <laughs> and it's amazing how much the dialogue can change. Yeah. Like, Jonah's work is tight. The, the stitches are beautiful. Right. You're going to want these shoes. These are double-stitched. Look yeah. at this. Look at this craftsmanship. You don't want to make that call. Mm -hmm. This is actually a super sweet story, um, although it starts with something a little sad. Did you see that picture? And I believe we yes. have it, if we could put it up. So, oh, my God. Friday was the yes. last Friday was the last no. day for Toys R Us. This breaks my heart. This is like the saddest picture ever. Oh, Jeffrey with his little right. suitcase. You know, I can't imagine that all his giraffe clothes fit in that suitcase. As soon that's as all he had. as soon as he walked out the door, all of Generation X felt a little dying inside. <laughs> oh. oh, it was as if a million souls cried out all at the same time. And there was, oh, I wish I had it, but they um, they posted something, too, to their Toys R Us social media, like this goodbye and, you know, never grow up, always keep playing or something. And I'm just I'm like, just, oh, I'm God, seriously, Jeffrey. I'm this getting so really, sad. really sad. My suspicion is this. My suspicion, maybe it's a prediction, maybe mm -hmm. it's both. Okay. I think a big box store mm -hmm. that has a rather large toy department mm -hmm. will now have Toys R Us inside of... Oh. 
because the trademark is is worth it's up money, for grabs. and I think that they're going to capitalize on people going, "Oh my God, there's no more Toys R Us." Interesting, because there were, I mean, there was a guy that was trying to save it. He wasn't mm. able to get enough money to actually right. make the sale. Um, but yeah, so they had the big close down on Friday. But the day before, um, an anonymous donor bought a million dollars worth of toys. Wow. Uh, this was in Raleigh, North Carolina. And so that final day on Friday that Toys R Us was supposed to be open in Raleigh, um, they actually closed it down because they were boxing up all those toys to then give to charity. Well, I love that. That's fantastic. I know, fantastic. isn't it cool? Like yeah. someone came in last minute and just bought, I don't know what they had left at but, that point. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope that somebody does take the trademark and has like a store within a store kind of thing. That's really cool. You I know. didn't even think about doing yeah. something like that. That's an interesting Or thing. Sears could get together with Toys R Us and try to like pull their resources. Band together. You've got $5. Sears. We've got $5 left. Yeah. That's Craftsman like meets Little Tykes all under one roof. <laughs> oh, my God. Joe. What have you been telling me for weeks and weeks and weeks? Okay. It might even be up to three months at this right. point, but at least two months. If you follow this show, which we know you should, <laughs> yes. Facebook at Pop That Culture Detroit, mm -hmm. which you will know. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say, and uh, on our Facebook page, you can see that letter from the crazy fireworks guy, by the way. Yes. Joe and please chi chime in on it. People have already very strong opinions about this. Yes. Um, so probably for, yeah, Sarah's right, going on a couple months now. Yeah. Um, Party in the USA has been stuck in my head. <laughs> As a matter of fact, last night at about 2.30 in the morning after we prepped the show, I'm up doing something really mundane, like putting away dishes. Yeah. And in my head, it's like, party in the USA. And it's like, and well, well, here's the part. It's the, see, Sarah knows the lyrics. I don't. Yeah, it's it's the notes going, <laughs> it's not even her really singing it. It's this bizarre earwig that. <sighs> so I have some news. Earwig, earworm, sorry. Whatever. I have some news for you that may or may not be good. Hmm. I don't know if you're going to find this to be good news or not. Miley Cyrus is currently working on new music, Joe. New music to be stuck in your head. And hmm. she may be secretly working with Lady Gaga on some combo music. So then you can have a Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus, double the earworm. You know what? And it'll probably be catchy as hell. I'm I would think saying. so. Both of those women know how to write a hook or have someone uh, write a hook for them. I don't yeah. Know. I, this could be good or it could be a train wreck. Who knows? But I know the video should be really interesting. That's what my prediction is for that. I think so. I, Although Miley, Miley Cyrus has started to get away from the that stage. No, she, she needs to stay on that stage. It's very, it's very becoming. Sticking her tongue out and being weird. That's the part I don't like, is when she sticks her tongue out, that's when she loses me. That's when that is the whole you? Robin Thicke dance thing. Well, yeah, that, when that, he was wearing the Beetlejuice suit. And, right, yeah, yeah a, not a fan of that. That was a whole thing. Were you a fan of the, the meat dress stage of Lady Gaga, or do you like no. her more now? I mean, I I like her more now. I, I, I got the whole meat dress thing, but yeah. it's like, if you're going on an award show, don't take yourself that seriously. The, the furthest I like people to go is the ribbons, and then stop. Stop right there at the ribbons. Oh, it's a it's a different color ribbon. Well, it's a clear ribbon this year. What does that mean? Oh, this is your cause? Great. Move on. I bet at least she could have cooked it a little bit or no. something. It was it, just... You know what? The problem was that the meat wasn't bacon. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> if if it was a bacon, bacon dress... dress Joe mm. loves you. Yeah. Now, when we get back on Pop That Culture, I'm a huge fan of the show Westworld, although season two may have tanked it for me. However, 
The show was so popular, it may have changed the way that some people are doing things with their children, and we will explain it when we get back on Pop That Culture. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Walled Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. How come this isn't the theme to Westworld? <laughs> it should be. It should be. I, I truly, I, there's going to be a season three. They've got a lot of work to do to make up for season two. Mm. Well, I thought season one was excellent. I tried season two and I couldn't stick with it. No, it's it's almost like they were being obstinate jerks on purpose. Right. Because in the first one, they sort of played with timelines and then there was a big reveal. And in this one, we're like, Maybe minute to minute, you're not going to know where you are in the timeline, rather than it being like long segments of the show mm -hmm. that were in one timeline and in another timeline. This one was literally like every three minutes, every two minutes, you could be in reality, you could be in someone's memory, you could be in the past, you could be in the future. I mean, there were stop. Maybe, <laughs> no, I know there were like six or seven different timelines, I know. and you had no idea where you were. Yeah, just, Terminator Genesis. I'm talking to you. <laughs> It just, it didn't make it enjoyable. I right. wanted to be able to latch, and only in the episodes where they slowed down and let full things play out did I actually like the show. Well, you know, in the first season, I feel like they did a really good job telling a story. Yes. And that's the basis for any good entertainment, is the ability to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And then there was a couple underlying themes that really were allowed to breathe and make you think. Yes. So there, Westworld. Go back to the season one style, please. Yeah. I don't know who made you think it was a good idea and damn it, we're just going to stick with it even though people hate it and they're complaining yeah. we're sticking with it. Mm. But the show did have a lot of eyeballs on it and has sort of become part of pop culture, which mm. means, Joe... It becomes part of pop that culture. And 
it becomes a part of lists of baby names. Mm. So in Game of Thrones, you had people starting to name their daughters Arya. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in movies, obviously, you have lots of Leia's and Luke's. Right. And I don't know if there are any Anakin's. Hans out there. Anakin's, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Chewbacca's. <laughs> Yeah, I was this about is my to son name. Chewy. Well, Jonah was going to originally be Optimus Prime Santos, but I love Michelle that. shot that. We actually. OP Santos. Yes, OP Santos. OPS. <laughs> and if you rem do you remember, I actually made Optimus Prime Santos birth announcement. Yes, you did. That certain people got in the mail. <laughs> yes. I'll show that to you later, little buddy. My kids on this. Hey, shh, we're on the air. <laughs> so. Um, you know, one thing uh, I wanted, if Jonah has a younger sibling, I would mm -hmm. like to name that sibling, regardless of gender, Man in Black, because of Westworld. Okay, yeah. that's a long first name, yes. but I, maybe you can have that be first and middle. <laughs> <laughs> like their first name is Manon, yeah. and then their middle name yeah. is Black. Yeah, Man in Black. I love it. Bye, Manon. Um, <laughs> but the actual name that people are, are starting to use for little girls is Maeve, yeah. which she is... Pretty much my favorite character. Here's my on number. Show. <laughs> Call me Maeve. <laughs> Call me Maeve. Um, now, apparently, this name has been sort of rising in popularity over the years anyway, mm. and then Westworld kind of gave it yeah. that extra boost. I didn't realize that some of the most popular baby names or trendiest ones now are anything with an Irish background to it. Like Liam for little boys mm. is one of the most popular ones. Right. And they're saying this one because. When you look at it, you pretty much know how to pronounce it, which some Irish names, like that actress, Saoirse Ronan, right. her name looks like Soiree. So yes, I mean, exactly. I don't, even, so, I don't think a lot of people are going to start naming their babies after that. No. So, Maeve sounds like May. It's very mm -hmm. easy. Yeah, well, no, that would be the, the abbreviated version. You'd probably end up calling your daughter May, right? Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. I like that. Very cute. I did know one June in college. I like, was it J-U-N-E or J-O-O-N? No, J-U-N-E. Wow. Named after my birth month and your birth month. Wow. Yeah. Did you know any Mays? I didn't know any Mays. No. But I knew one June. Mm -mm. June. No, I didn't know any June. She was busting out all over. Um, we may know the title of the next Avengers movie. Uh-huh. Maybe. And actually, <laughs> even in knowing it, it doesn't really answer any questions. Right. And everybody said, oh, the, the, and the next Avengers movie, the title, the subtitle is going to be a big spoiler. It's no, not. No, it's not. It's not. If, if, this is, if this is what the answer is, this is not really uh -huh. a big spoiler. So there is a cinematographer named Trent, mm -hmm. Trent Opalak, who is known for working with the Russo brothers mm -hmm. who are directing the Avengers movies. And he, on his website, is credited with working on Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers 4, which he, on his list of credits, lists as Avengers Endgame. Huh. Endgame. But Endgame doesn't really... I mean, we already know that this is, like, them wrapping up that right. story. Like, so the, the original be... Avengers, are, their story arcs are supposed to basically conclude. That's yeah. what the rumor is right. in the movie. And then some of them will get their own movie, finally. But, yeah, it doesn't tell me anything. Also, one of the um, Russos, Joe Russo, had previously said that the title for this, this fourth one... Um, is nothing that was spoken in the previous movie. Huh. And Doctor Strange says Endgame 
in Avengers Those Infinity silly War. Russos. See, the but he could be lying to our faces. We yeah, don't know. Maybe well, he just is like upset because this is out there. And he's like, no, 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 no. Oh, somebody said it in the last one, so that's not really the title. Right. Oh, I think, I think um, that you are correct. I would also I'd like to add that... Um, the only way Endgame is a real spoiler in a movie is yeah. that if it's an adult movie. <laughs> and um, really? Is that all you can say right now? That's all I can say. I think so. There is yes. a small child in there. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hashtag NSFW. <laughs> Hashtag not safe for Joes. Uh, there is, at the end of this month, a um, Bruce Willis roast happening on mm-hmm. Comedy Central. Yes. It's, Those silly friars. Mm, it's been a while, I feel, since we've had mm. a good roast on Comedy Central. They had a good run for a while. There was yes. actually a Donald Trump roast at one point. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, was it, did Pam Anderson have one or was she? I don't remember. I, yeah, you know what, it's, there's, the funny thing is about those roasts is that when they start promoing them, mm-hmm. you get kind of excited. Yeah. And then as soon as they're over, you kind of forget about them. Yeah. Well, so they usually have a mix of people who have worked with the person that is being roasted, mm. and then they also have sort of a stable of comedians who right. are just really good at roasting people. Mm-hmm. And then you're always going to have, like, comedian Jeff Ross is always going to be there. He's mm-hmm. like the roast master. Well, yeah, too bad Bob Ross isn't going to be there. Oh, look at that! No mistakes, <laughs> just happy accidents. Um, and then comedian Nikki Glaser is going to be there, Kevin Pollack, and actually Sybil Shepard, which I find that fascinating because huh. when she worked with Bruce Willis on Moonlight, they hated each other. Which brings us to mm-hmm. the controversy about the upcoming roast. Because somebody did not get the invite. And yes. that somebody would be one Mr. Kevin Smith. Well, maybe they're just trying to keep him healthy because of his recent uh, well, heart that's problem. that's true. Yeah, they don't want to stress yeah. out his heart anymore by being there. But um, I knew that they had worked together on the movie Cop Out. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that Kevin Smith had done Live Free or Die Hard. I didn't know that either. And so they'd worked on two movies together. Both of them sounded like they were horrible working experiences with each other. Um, And to the point where actually Kevin Smith had said that Bruce Willis is a passionless piece of poop that was actively working against the production of and Cop Out. And that's the funny thing, was that he went on the press tour going, oh my gosh, it was it was such a pleasure to work with Bruce. He was amazing. Blah, 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 blah. But then a couple of years afterwards, because the movie was terrible, yeah. um, Kevin Smith finally came out and kind of slammed Bruce Willis for the failure of the movie. Just being a complete diva who didn't try, who was pretty much worthless the entire time that he was on set. And he actually has done like a 15 minute set where he just talks about um, how horrible it was to work with Bruce Willis. I think he would be amazing on the roast of it, but maybe they just want people who on there who don't actually dislike the person anymore. Right. Who can make fun of them, but don't really... Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be good-natured ribbing. Right. Because somebody put on Twitter, you know, who could take this roast seriously since they haven't invited um, Kevin Smith and Sylvester Stallone, too, mm. which I don't know what the beef is there between Sylvester Stallone and right. Bruce Willis. But um, Kevin Smith, I have a hard time making fun of others, which is why I tend to turn inward and mock myself. And honestly, even though I've worked with him twice, I'm okay with not being invited to this roast. But it does kind of feel like, uh, what's the term I'm looking for here? A cop-out. Well, I think what you need to do, Kevin Smith, is get together and have a viewing party with Demi Moore and (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. Just saying. 
Yes. Now, there are a couple of um, interviews coming out, but one more interesting than the other. It's the 10-year anniversary of Breaking Bad. I can't believe that. Right? That show came out in 2008. Yeah. And you are a fan of the I show. I love the show. And a number of the actors obviously have been interviewed about the anniversary, and Entertainment Weekly talked to Anna Gunn, and she said that it, it really affected her how much people hated her character, mm. Skylar. I, like she was not, <laughs> she wasn't prepared, and the producers weren't prepared because their big worry when they started Breaking Bad was, um, how are we going to get people to like Walter White? Right. But it turns out he became the anti-hero. People loved him, uh -huh. and they didn't like Skyler, the nagging wife. Right. And this is a very interesting dynamic that you have because if you haven't watched the show, basically, spoiler alert, Walter White gets diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And so what he wants to do is he realizes that he hasn't left a nest egg for his family and his son has special needs and they live in a modest house and he wants to leave them something for their future and they reveal why this is such a bug up his butt a few seasons in. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to leave it at that, but you would think that as he goes down this dark path, you end up really hating him, but the whole time you are rooting for him yes. no matter what he does. Drugs, murder. Right. Even when he does some of his worst offings, you're still like, yeah, I could see why he would do that. And that's an unexpected side effect of having a character this compelling and this well-written and acted. And right, and this woman who is actually telling her husband the correct things, right. the legal things, the good things that he's supposed to do, everybody mm. hates her. Well... Part of the problem is is that Skyler later on in the show kind of does a couple things to Walt that if you're a Walter fan, you don't want her to do. And it kind of throws a little gasoline on that fire, mm. which I won't reveal that either because what you need to do if you haven't watched Breaking Bad is binge watch it today. Do it today. <laughs> it's, if you're in the Detroit area, if you're in the region, it's hot outside, just do it today, even if you're at work. Do it. Yeah. Now, when we get back, we have a couple of people, and you can decide if they're dumb or not. A couple throwback people. Uh, Joey from Friends and Paris Hilton. <laughs> dumb or not, we will discuss on Pop Bad Culture. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, 
but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store, and the greater becomes your appetite. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman. Back to Pop That Culture. So we're talking about dummies. Hmm. You big dummy. You big dummy. Uh, there was a recent interview with Matt LeBlanc, and he was talking about his most famous character, Joey from Friends. <laughs> yes. And uh, he said that in his head, he was convinced that Joey Tribbiani was not dumb. He said, for me, he was always just incorrect. He had his own sort of parallel universe stream of logic. No, he was he dumb. Was dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just, you can keep trying to say. He also sounds like he was really bitter about the spinoff show not working. Right. Um, and he said, you know, was it as good as Friends? No, but he's like, I still feel like it was a good show and that they didn't get behind right. us because we weren't as immediately successful with the Joey show as we right. were with Friends. Well, you know what? There's an expectation. Sure. And, you know, the one thing, me personally, what I didn't like about that show was it took Drea DeMatteo off The Sopranos. <laughs> You're like, dude, really? She's got more important things right. to do. Right. Like she's like got to be in with the mob. Come on, man. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, honestly, it, it was a decent show, but it had to ramp up. But if you're this familiar with the character, you don't have time for it to ramp up. It's no. got to be good right out of the blocks, right? Right. And he also said, you know, I couldn't do the heavy lifting that six actors together <clears throat> could do. And right. So he's like, there's no way that everybody else who was new to the show other than my character could fill the big shoes that were left behind right. by the other people that we loved from Friends. So right. It was kind of dead before it even started, really. Yeah, There's that's no it way. is really too bad because yeah. it, it did, the show did have potential, if you ask my honest opinion. Yeah. But, you know, I think he's right. He couldn't do the heavy lifting. But the heart of the discussion is, yeah, no, Joey was dumb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean box of rocks. Yeah. I, lovable. Loved him. But uh, not so much going on upstairs. Right. People have accused Paris Hilton of not necessarily having so much going on upstairs. And she took a really big chance on Twitter on Saturday. <laughs> wow, this could have gone in a completely different direction. I don't know anybody who should put up a picture of themselves on Twitter with the phrase, tell me something I don't know, and not expect people to just write Horrible things about well, you. Well, <laughs> especially when your name is Paris Hilton. Right. <laughs> You're begging for it. If your name is Joe Santos or Sarah Foraker, you then can tweet, 50, 50 and it's shots. the tree falling in the woods, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. But when you're Paris Hilton, apparently people are still looking at your Twitter. But what I love is that when she asked, people gave fascinating, like, inside of a Snapple cap response right, exactly. <laughs> to what she said. First, one person, so she, Paris Hilton, tell me something I don't know. Liz Finnegan responds, hippos have pink sweat. I uh -huh. need to look this up because if that's true, that's fascinating that they have pink sweat. Right, and then somebody, and I don't know if this is a real name because I see a part of his name jumping out and it tells me this isn't real, but his name is Lesego Simenia. <laughs> 
Um, he says, the word chief literally means head. The full proper title of chief de cuisine means head of the kitchen. You mean chef? Chef. No, he says, oh, yeah, shoot. I saw chief. <laughs> wow. He told tell me something I don't know. Okay, hold on. Let me put my iPad back. Do right it, Brandon. Right okay. There you go. You're yeah. back in your little spot. If you don't, by the way. There's a little piece of tape here, and that's where <laughs> Dave says my iPad needs. I really blew that one, didn't I? Let's move on. Okay. Uh, someone else, Jack, responds to Paris Hilton's query, tell me something I don't know with. Every odd number that exists has the letter E in it. What? Now you're going to be going through all the numbers in your head. One, yes. Three, yeah. Five, yeah. Keep going. Oh, and my they, goodness. Isn't that crazy? Thirteen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, the teens are a cop-out, aren't they? Yeah, but there's an E in there. Uh. Uh, Danny writes in, sloths don't fart. I did not know no. that. That would be something that I could Well, if they say, do, maybe I... it's just really, really slow, so it's quiet. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's just sloths have SBDs. Oh, sloths. But I just love that that, that was what people, instead of being jerks, they decided to just amuse themselves. Right. <laughs> write in little factoids for Paris Hilton to, and for all of us to enjoy. Now you know things. I know that you, and I think Mr. Jonah as well, have seen Incredibles 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yes, we have. And part of the plot of that movie is that classical music, Mozart, I believe, in particular, helps Jack-Jack get his superhero mm -hmm. powers. Well, Jack-Jack, as it turns out, and you know what? This isn't really a spoiler, because if you watched all of the Incredibles, the original Incredibles, you know that Jack-Jack is pretty much the most powerful being in the family, mm -hmm. right? Yet the smallest. Yes. Crazy. He can become fire baby, floating baby, monster baby. He can teleport. Mm-hmm. But uh, people are saying that the movie is actually making fun of that whole movement that was really big with, like, baby Einstein. Right. Mozart baby. Like, in the 90s, everyone thought if you had your children listen to classical music mm -hmm. from teeny, teeny, tiny on up that it would make them smarter, yeah. that it would increase their brain sharpness right. and activity. Well, and this came after the failure of um, Baby Weinstein, <laughs> who was a little handsy. Yes. And uh, that really didn't go anywhere. So they're like, how about we try yeah. Einstein Right, that's instead. a good idea. Yes. Mm. But I'm so sad because of this um, movie, a number of different scientists have come out to say, in case you weren't listening to us when we were telling you before, we would like to debunk the theory that just listening to classical music will make right. children and or adults any smarter than they were before they started listening exactly. to the classical music. Now, forcing children to write, uh, compose, and perform classical music, <laughs> that's a different them. story. Yes. yes. <laughs> there could be a difference there for sure. Now, um, I don't think the two people that we're about to talk about had any exposure to classical music no, at all. No, nothing. Or school, possibly. <laughs> I'm not sure. They are... They are a mess, but yes, I don't just know like why. me and my earpiece. I know, and my and my reading, and your reading chef is chief. Hooked on phonics, God, for I, Joe. I, if you would like me to endorse your LASIK practice, <laughs> I could use an enhancement. I've had it once; I could use it again. Yes, at this point in life, I don't know why anybody thinks that it's okay to put anything on Snapchat and feel like, oh, it's going to disappear. It's fine. Yeah, it's no big deal. No, no. People can always do screenshots and grabs, mm. and it's, it's not safe. Right. It's thinking that you're all right just because you, you think it's just between you and your friends mm. and nobody else is going to grab. Right. Uh-uh. 
it can still be grabbed. So these two fast food workers um, who are working in Kansas City at Raising Cane's restaurant, which I've never heard about, but I'm assuming this is right. kind of a right. Kansas thing. Yeah, well, the, the only way you can eat at Raising Cane is to kill your brother. Sorry, Abel. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're going to ding for that one. <laughs> I use some really highbrow humor, and Sarah just took it and ran with it. So these girls, not highbrow, um, they filmed each other um, stirring the iced tea that is meant for the customers, like fully with their arm, uh -huh. and then pouring it into the full container that is going to be used uh -huh. to then give it to their customers. So here is the video that was first on Snapchat and then on Facebook and now everywhere to see with the girls and their unique iced tea technique. <laughs> now, if you could read across the video, uh, oh. the thing, the text said, she trifling because we don't care anymore. So I'm thinking these two girls wanted to get fired. But this uh, poor Raising Cane restaurant, like, they had to completely do, you know, a, from the rooter to the tutor, steam, steam cleaning of everything that's going to be used in their restaurant. They had to call in the health department to make sure that everything was up to code I, again. So that they yeah. And, like, yeah. I just, I'm always amazed, maybe I'm not so amazed because they're not really smart people, when there are employees of restaurants or fast food places and they're doing disgusting things to the food. Yeah. But they insist on filming it and thinking that they're never going to get caught. Well, a few years ago, there was a kid that did the exact same thing. He was working at a fast food restaurant and they showed him put the tray of lettuce down that they would put in, it was the shredded lettuce that they'd put on the sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And you would basically, he stomped on it with those black shoes oh, that God. fast food employees always wear. Gross. And, um... Yeah, and so that scene, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of National Lampoon's Vacation, <laughs> where um, young Jane Krakowski oh, is right. stirring the lemonade before the barbecue or the Kool-Aid. Or, oh, my God. This earpiece. God. <laughs> You're all right. I don't think you need it the rest of the day. If you okay. Just <laughs> there we go. Jeez. Locally, we had a crazy restaurant thing happen. This wasn't the fault of the employees this time. This time it was the customer that was losing their damn mind. Ugh. It is a restaurant called China One in Mount Clemens. Well, China didn't win in this case. <laughs> China singular. <laughs> um, and the owner of the place had a piece of his ear bitten off by the customer because she was so upset. Much like this, it went down very similarly. Uh. So <clears throat> she was, I don't know if they got her order wrong or if somehow she was upset about her food. So she pushes the owner's son, throws her food on the floor, nope. assaults the owner's wife, and nope. then attacks the owner when he tries to intervene. And then as they're trying to shove her out of the restaurant and the son's calling 911 and everyone's all upset and screaming, like as they're shoving her out is when she bites the owner's ear and pulls an actual piece of it. Like, okay. Nya, nya. No. Now, first of all, I'm really disappointed because the way I was raised in the movies I would watch on Channel 50, <laughs> yes. the lowly bus boy would be a Shaolin master. That's true. And would come out from the back and just wreck it. I mean, 
There'd be a brawl. It would ruin the restaurant, but right. good would prevail over evil all day long. <laughs> what happened, China One? What happened to the bus boy? Get it together. Yeah. Mount Clemens. Jeez. <laughs> I'm, <sighs> I am assuming that this woman was either off her meds or on some crazy other drugs or something because people don't usually go that nuts just because they, they didn't mm. like something about their food. So. Well, apparently what ended up happening was when this woman started the disturbance, the wife of the owner of the restaurant said, you go out there and talk to her. Give her an earful. And she took it seriously. <laughs> He's back. Joe is back. And actually, when we get back, we're going to be telling you a way that might fix any of your sunburn problems mm. this entire summer season. We will explain it next on Pop That Culture. Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geektainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. Come. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. And the things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. And I'm Joe. And that's Joe Nah. Yes. <laughs> it's Bring Your Son to Work Day this week at Pop That Culture. Yay. Yeah, just because it's the 4th of July this week doesn't mean that you need to close down your summer camps, people. Come on. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, yikes. Right? Sorry, Sorry Patrick. No, it's good. You love I like I like hanging out with my little buddy. Your little dude? Yeah. Yes. Now, I am a person who has gone swimming with dolphins and loved it, but mm. I know there are other people who would like to pay for experiences where you can go swimming with sharks? Yeah, well, you know, Darius Rucker, 
the dolphins made him cry. That's so true. he started swimming with sharks because mm -hmm. it was a little bit more his style. <laughs> and when you do some of these shark experiences, like you're in a big cage mm -hmm. and then they drop you down there and there's chum in the water, there's food yeah. in the water for them. But those are specific experiences. I don't think that's what was happening here with this woman <laughs> no. in Australia who was right uh. by crocodile infested waters, but there were also sharks in the water. Right. And she was off of a boat, sees a whole bunch of nurse sharks mm -hmm. out in the water. Yep. And so she was like, oh, they're so cute. Let me just feed them with my bare hands. Right. Just well, leave the sharks. Nerd, no yeah. They don't have the student loans that doctor sharks do. They don't have a chip <laughs> on their shoulder. And so when I heard this story, because it said, shark pulls woman into croc-infested waters and bites her finger no, off. No, waters. Waters. Water. Waters. I can't do it. Uh, they, they just they made it sound a lot worse than right. it was. I'm sure for her it was terrifying. Right. But here is a little bit of a news video where this woman talks about her experience. One right behind you. <laughs> Oh, it happened so quickly. All I could really focus on was the fact that my finger is gone. So he, he clamped on it and it felt like it was shredding off the bone. I've just come up and I've like, I've lost my finger. I couldn't even look at the finger because I thought it was gone. And I thought if I looked at it, I probably would go into shock. Yeah, she still has her finger. Yeah. I mean, the shark could have taken her finger. It didn't. Mm. It messed it up. It's a little bit like... But it was a nurse shark. It was a it was nurse like, it's shark. It's like how kids breastfeed because they're nursing, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Scary, terrifying. Ow, my nipple. Um, <laughs> you might be saying, ow, this summer when you get a terrible right. sunburn. And the classic remedy, of course, for most people is to, to put butter on it. Yep, or, uh, or aloe. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't want to cook like you a piece of bacon. Anarchist. <laughs> I know. You don't, you don't rub lard on your skin when you get a sunburn? <laughs> Puts no. the lotion on its skin. Yeah, yeah, no? Exactly. So weird. You strange person. So there is a woman who put up a, a remedy and pictures of herself in a before and after, if we want to see that. Um, now, this was like a day later, but what she used was um, shaving cream, but menthol shaving mm. cream. I didn't know. The, I know... There's like menthol cigarettes. And right. I, there's Hall's mentholiptus, but oh, I didn't no. realize that there was menthol shaving cream. Yeah, it's the best a man can get. <laughs> Gillette, the best. Uh, uh, there's aloe in it too. Is there? There's emollients. Right, because I know? mean, I would imagine you want to use something that so it doesn't irritate your yeah. skin or can soothe your skin mm. when you're shaving. There's the sweat of virgin unicorns, <laughs> and it. it's amazing. You don't want slutty unicorns. No. Only virginal unicorns. No. You can. T you know how you can tell the slutty unicorns? The, the horn is a little worn down at the very end. <laughs> so this woman posted the pictures and showed that she used shaving cream with mm. menthol in it, and it helped to take some of the heat out, and right. it helped her sunburn heal faster. Mm -hmm. And so there are other people that have been trying it, although some doctors are like, I, I mean, it worked for her, and that's great. Right. But I don't know if we would necessarily recommend this as like the the new miracle home cure for people because along with the ingredients that help there are also a number of other chemicals mm. in there and this a sunburn is a wound yes and so they're like some of the other chemicals that are in the shaving cream might actually end up um hurting your hurting your body instead of right. helping it even though it's shaving cream is designed to soothe your skin when you're taking the outer layer off of it <laughs> just saying right 
But I think there's something a little fishy to this uh, because we really don't know the time that's elapsed between the application of shaving cream mm -hmm. and the actual, oh, look at my back. All you know is it's the same person because of the tattoo. Correct. It's kind of like, you know when you see the ShamWow infomercial? <laughs> And, the and, they, guy. and they dab off the, like, here, look at, we're going to wipe this. And then they take the camera and then they put it back on. It's there clearly a different sham. Wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. What was that guy? What was the sham? Wow, this guy, was it Vinny? Yeah. And then didn't he get hit by a he hooker? A oh, he bit a, bit a hooker. I thought she hurt him. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. She bit him. That's she right. bit him, he punched yes. her. Did they use a shamo to clean it up? Because <laughs> the black guy would be instantly healed, right? <laughs> and then he had the, the shamo, and then he had a thing that uh, was like a nut chopper. The slap chop. Yeah, the, the slap, slap chop. chop. You're going to love my nuts. Yes. You know, oh, I, uh, I, miss him. I miss him so much. I, he's a treasure to television, really. He is. But someone who's a treasure to radio and to podcasting. Yes, Craig Folly. Craig which Foley. let me let you in on something. Oh, dude. You want to know somebody that needs a ShamWow after they're done shooting his show? Huh? Craig Folly. Because he's putting in the work it's, and the sweat yes. and the tears. He's putting all the Craig Folliness he can fit into right. two hours. He goes at it so hard. Sometimes they have to cut his eye because it's closed. <laughs> cut me, Mick. Yes. Just put me back in. Yeah. So enjoy Craig Folly next, and we will be back tomorrow on Pop Back Culture. See you.